Welcome to In Moderation. The show where we give you a moderate dose of info, sarcasm, and we already know we're not approved. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 9 where we are underprepared. So we have found a list of nutrition myths that we are going to go over. <laughs> a little behind the scenes right off the bat. We're going to figure out are we're going over nutrition myths experts wish would die? Should they die? Listen to us. We'll tell you if they should actually die. We're the experts on everything, so we're going to tell you whether or not they actually should die. Rob, why don't you start us off with myth number 1? We're going to prove that we're experts on everything when episode 20,000 comes around and everybody's asking us all ask the different questions. questions. Anyway, we'll call ourselves experts. We'll take a, a page out of the grifter book and say we're an expert on everything. <laughs> Make sure you guys head over to Patreon right. if you want to ask us all the different questions. About anything. Woodworking, but zoology, we'll answer anything. Anything, yep. Even who your favorite My Little Pony is. The blue one. Which, by oh, the way, okay. Rainbow Dash is best pony. Just so you know. All right. What's the number <laughs> one? Uh, number one, fresh fruits and vegetables are always healthier than canned, frozen, Fuck or yeah, dried varieties. Get out of here with that bullshit. Because what does fresh mean, right? Fresh means it was it was picked and it was wait to put on a truck. And then a truck had to drive it to a store. And then it had to be wait to be offloaded, put in the store. You have to pick it up bring it home, wait another week before you get it, and you finally eat it before it's about to go bad. That's what fresh means. Yeah, fresh just means it wasn't processed in any way. And remember, processing, we, we're scared of the word processing. Processing isn't bad. Yeah, so when it's frozen, you know, it's picked, and then it's frozen. That's great. Like, sometimes they can even be uh, more nutrient-dense. Now, you depend on seeing different studies and everything. It re- the differences are so, so small. Like, it really doesn't matter when it comes to, like, can you can get into the nitty-gritty. But like, oh, if you can tomatoes, they're more nutrient-dense because the heat increases the amount of lycopene, the thought of the whatever, whatever fruits and vegetables you like, canned, frozen, fresh, it doesn't matter. Pick that one. That's the best one. Whatever suits your lifestyle, your diet, your budget. Um, okay. Well, we're gonna, so, yes, absolutely. That one is 100% a myth. Um, what's the next one? I'm going to say the next one. All fat is bad. And I guess that really just comes from, like, the 90s craze where everyone was doing the low-fat thing. Like, you had the low-fat cookies and everything. You know, like, the snack wells. You guys remember the green snack wells? They were, like... Yeah. Uh, like chocolate covered whatever like, i love those things but yeah it was like low fat so they're healthy and it really just goes back to that and the, you know i think the reason people think fat is quote unquote bad is because it's calorie dense i mean there's nine calories per gram of fat so more than twice that of protein or carbs so you know if people are trying to lose weight you can do a low fat thing but it's not necessary um so yeah it's definitely a myth what do you what do you got rob we kind of just bounce around back and forth between demonizing this and that. And at one point, fats got demonized. And so some populations have that uh, idea that all fats yeah. are bad. But we have an essential amount of fat. Um, fats help us absorb fat-soluble vitamins. And so 
and some fats even yeah, help so, us I mean, with heart health. You get into it and you go like saturated fats, which are mostly come from animals, not the greatest for health when you eat them in excess, typically 8 to 10% of your total calories. Once you get past that, the research kind of shows that increases your risk for heart disease, you know, plaque buildup, all that sort of stuff because it increases your cholesterol. So, you know, generally you want to yeah. try and get a lot of the, you know, monounsaturated fats, polyunsaturated fats, nuts, seeds, avocados, even fatty fish. All that stuff is great. Um, so all fat definitely isn't bad. And it's just we're going to go back and forth between low fat and low carb. Right now we're in the low carb. I'm sure at some point we'll swing back and start demonizing fats again because we need one boogeyman. We need one thing that's oh, yeah. bad. We need yep. one thing that's Always bad. I don't one. like nuance. I want you just to tell me what's bad so I can avoid that and just be healthy for the rest of my life. And don't worry, at some point or another, we're going to drag somebody like Dr. Allo on oh, here yeah. to talk more into detail about yeah. how saturated fat yeah. actually we'll affects your body. We'll get into more detail on that another time. For right now, it is it is a myth. Tis it is a myth. One, two, two for two. Not one, both of them correct. Two for two, both myths. So how about you go to nonsense number three? Are we bringing back tiz like along tiz. with the I, tinctures? Oh, I'm about to say tincture. Yeah, I was just um, talking to some woman in a video was going over um, a parasite cleanses, and she was selling these tinctures. Oh, it's so great. I love them. I just, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> parasite cleanse tinctures. People like the dropper. You like drop it into your mouth. They're like, oh, look at me. I'm doing things. Um, okay. Why don't you go to number three? Tiz, what it is? Tiz number three a myth. Tis number three, be calories in, yeah. calories out, is the most important factor for long-term weight gain. This one is a little weird, and I've looked at this before. I think it's just worded a little weird. So, okay, so it's funny because the doctor it is... It is weird. I butcher his last Mazafarian. Mazafarian. He's the guy that did the food compass, or he's part of the food compass. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. He's the same guy oh, who did okay, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and... I think basically in his little description here, his, his reasoning is because, you know, we should just be focusing on minimally processed kind of whole foods, which is definitely, you know, true. I think you can get caught, kind of caught up in calories. However, like as you'd ever, I think most of us know, listening, calories are what decides if you lose or gain weight. If you're in a calorie surplus, you gain weight. If you're a calorie deficit, you lose weight. So, you know, you we yeah. you can't break the laws of thermodynamics. I just think he's trying to get at something and the way it's worded is a little odd. I mean, what do you think? Well, the thing with that, of course, is that calories in and calories out are affected right. by so many things, right? But they do inevitably come back to calories in, calories out. So it is kind of the most important factor in that it's the... Right. End it's a mechanism. of the equation. Yeah. But there's so many factors that go right. into that equation. And so equation. by focusing on whole foods, you can kind of control a lot of those other factors. You know, you'll feel more full. Even like, you know, when it comes to whole foods, you know, it's funny because people say like, oh, we can't digest ultra processed foods. Actually, it's the opposite. We digest ultra processed foods like even better because it's, 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 it's processed now where whole yeah. foods. Yeah. That's the problem foods, with them. Your body can't even absorb as many calories because they're in their whole form. It's just more difficult to break down higher thermic food, all this stuff. So I'm I'm not gonna say that this is a myth. So I don't I'm not gonna give this one a myth. I'm gonna say this one worried weird has a good some good points. I would lean towards this not being a myth. Um again, like 
there is so many factors. It's there's not to deny right. that there's a lot of important factors that go into weight loss. Um, like Liam said, there's your actual overall nutrition, but there's, there's also social economic factors such as what you have access to, what your finances are, um, where you live. All of these different things play into it. But at the end of that entire yeah. equation is still the calories it's, and it's calories. It's all about the calories, whether you lose or gain weight. It's just, I think we can get a little hyper-focused on it, you know, sometimes, especially the gym bros, you know, you try to count every gram of, you know, Rice Krispie treat that you had. It's like, you know, yeah. okay, now we're getting a little into the weeds here. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, it is the it is the end of the equation, like I said, but it's not what you should be focusing on focusing on all the other stuff and in that case yes it is it, it's so hard to uh to place it like you were saying because there all these other factors are kind of what you should be focusing on but they all right. lead and into I think that's what he's trying to get at with this. it's just he's saying it and kind of maybe and maybe yeah. that's the point of it is to be you know like you know um uh, what's the word i'm looking for here and he's just like get attention with it you know like whoa what do you mean calories in calories out I don't know. We'll go. Alan's kind of iffy. So we'll say two for three for right now. Um, we'll say two for three. Um, yeah. Uh, myth number four. People with type 2 diabetes shouldn't eat fruit. So this one, yeah, I mean, do all people with diabetes have to avoid all fruit? Obviously not, right? Um, but, you know, there's just no. a lot. It just it it really depends on a person's so the level of insulin resistance, what type of fruit they're eating. Of course, you know some are to be higher in sugar berries or lower in sugar, high in fiber. Tropical fruits like, but the rest yeah, of their diet you know, looks tropical like tropical fruits are gonna have a little more sugar. And everyone's response is differently. Like you talk to people with type two diabetes, they're like, oh yeah, I can eat you know this just fine, but this other thing you know um, actually spikes my insulin like crazy, and it shouldn't do that, but it just does for me. Um, so I, I say, like, really, you want to talk with your doctor and monitor your blood sugar and really see what what works for you. Additionally, a lot of fruit has fiber in it, and the fiber is going to slow that digestion down as long as you're eating right, exactly. the whole so fruit. So juices, of course, will spike your insulin a lot more than, you know, than uh, a whole fruit. Um, but the level of fiber, the level of sugar just depends on the fruit and then depends, again, on the person's reaction to said fruit so you know try it out see yeah. how you respond and you know adjust accordingly um but i i would say yeah it is a myth that they um they shouldn't eat it like i don't think you know you have type 2 diabetes never eat fruit yeah. like that's yes that's that's a myth yeah like any given person with type 2 diabetes there's going to be some sort of fruit yeah, that they'll they be able eat. to find something and you know balance it with other things in a whole in, in a meal it's yeah, and that's the other thing is that you you don't necessarily have right. to eat the fruit in isolation. You can eat it with another part of the meal that is going to slow down the digestion right. and thus exactly. the spike. I like to mix my fruit with like uh, cottage cheese. I like cottage cheese. Man, people really hate it on cottage cheese. Listen, it's it's not that bad. All right, I get it. The texture's a little weird. I understand that, but you know, like it's it's cream. It's you know, it's it's sort of cheesy. It's not really cheesy, but it's cheesy in a way. And, and it's like you blend it up. That's a great little thing. Good culture cottage cheese, not a sponsor of the podcast, but also still really good. I, I mix it with some fruit. It's it, with some pineapple. It's delicious. Cottage cheese rant um, over. Shoot, what was I going to say? 
<laughs> that's my cottage cheese rant for the episode. Every episode now we'll have a cottage cheese your, rant. Your mini, your mini rant. Um, okay, there we go. The, legal the Liam rant. rant. Now, now is. I need to just like dub Which in some special just, music oh, when you I go get, off like, on a Darth rant. Vader, dun, 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 dun. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> if we had oh, the rights yeah. to that, I, I absolutely would put it in. Copyrights. Unfortunately, we don't have the rights. I'll we'll try to find something similar. Uh, myth number five is okay. plant-based or plant milk is healthier than dairy milk. Oh, I guess we'll say that one is a myth. So we're going to say three, three for four. Um, number five, plant-based milk, yep. plant milk is healthier than dairy milk. Um, health? Like, what is what is healthier? What do you mean? What healthier? is healthier? For who and how and why? Like, uh, it's for someone who's lactose intolerant. It's definitely health. It's healthier for them, so they're not pooping their brains. Yeah, exactly. Out. Yeah. Um. But like, I I don't really. This one's just kind of. It's kind of weird to me. They they're not. Com- the thing is, they're not. You shouldn't be comparing yeah. them. They're two different things. They like, yes, they're, we call it milk, but they're still two different things. They still serve two different functions in your diet. They have two different uh, nutrient profiles. Although, yes, they do try to make the plant milk kind of mimic uh, dairy milk by adding calcium to it and such. They still serve two different purposes. Apples are healthier than Um, oranges. What? Um, Exactly. Good. Like, whichever one you want and i guess i mean i'm trying to see where this person is coming from and i guess like there's been a push towards like plant milks and there's probably there probably are people kind of you know demonizing a bit you know milk now but i mean i don't know i don't i don't really agree with this one because i think both are are great options i mean it's kind of silly but i guess that's what she's saying it's like is what there's people are saying plant milk is healthier when it's really not so i guess that is kind of true it's a myth. So yeah, I guess it myth, is a, yeah. a myth because it is a myth, myth, milk myth, a milk myth, the milk myth, the milk myth is a milk myth. <laughs> is, uh, the, is the milk myth, man? Both are great. Pick which one you like. Uh, you know, and if you were looking, one's not healthier than the calorie, other. Then yeah, I guess it is healthier because you know you can get like all milk that's thirty calories, where even skim milk is what 90, 80 calories per serve. You know, per serving. So, yeah. but. And again, that goes back to their different yeah. things that serve different purposes in different people's diets. Okay, that, that would help you. Like I've I've used yeah. both, and I've used them for different purposes. Like Liam said, I, if I when I was heavier and I was trying to lose weight, I used a little bit more of some uh, almond milk just to lower the calories. Whereas these days, I drink those high protein yeah. milks because I don't need to. Lose exactly. weight, and, and I want so, the protein. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I guess we'll say it's a myth. Sure, because even though it's a little weird, uh, so we'll say four for five. Yes, I'll say four for five. Still weird. Uh, why don't you do number six? Well, number six is, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna it's say this is a myth bad. right off the bat. White potatoes are bad for you. Myth, uh, oh, maybe not biggest myth. One of the biggest myths ever. Oh, that God, and oatmeal. oatmeal. Right, uh, next episode is all just about oatmeal. The oatmeal episode ten. Oatmeal. <laughs> your, your peasant episode oats. Ten peasant oats. Um. Why? Yeah. White potatoes are great. You know, one of the highest sources of potassium, which most of us aren't really getting enough of. Like, and they're 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 highest. I'd say like boiled plain potatoes are highest. I say this all the time on the satiety index. You know, they tested them and they. 
Yeah, they are so satiating with all of a sudden you're trying to lose weight. And it's people say like, oh, you're trying to lose weight. You should have cut out carbs. Don't eat potatoes. You're like, whoa, you're doing the fucking opposite of what, you know. And so, yeah, and I've talked about it before, like, you know, potatoes versus potato chips. Potato chips and fries are way more calories because of the oil. And I feel like that's where some of this comes from, you know, right? Or even like you have a... Yeah, people think about the yeah. the fried and a baked potato that has a bunch of sour uh, cream well, and mostly. then cheese and then bacon and then yeah. more cheese. <laughs> like, okay, now we're starting to get into it a little bit. But just regular potatoes. People always ask me, "Oh, yeah, yeah we got to answer." Is air fried okay? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I love air, air fried. fried is great. Um, you know, bake them in your oven if you don't have an air fryer. Use a little bit of oil, just don't oil them. drown them in it, you know, and they, they're great. Like, that's awesome. But potatoes are awesome. Sweet potatoes are also awesome. They always get a bit more of a halo for some reason, whatever. Both are great. All potatoes. Little baked potatoes, sure. Yukon gold, russet. I don't, red potatoes, red skin potatoes. I don't know that many types of potatoes. Whatever. Just eat just, potatoes. Just eat potatoes. And, and don't forget yeah, to spice season, them. Season your food. Hot take. Hot season take, your food, people. You should season your food. Okay. Uh, yes, myth. Five or six. Use number Absolute seven. Myth. You should never feed peanut products to your children within the first few years of life. Uh, yeah, so I looked into this a little bit before um, in the past because, yeah, we... It, we Because you're having a child? Because I, <laughs> I refuse to have my child allergic to peanuts. I will not let that happen. I eat too many of them. And... Oh, oh, my nephew's so allergic to peanuts you know, and already, and he's only oh, like six months yeah, old. So that's funny you say that because before, you know, there people were saying like, don't give them peanuts so that you don't cause an allergy. But what they're seeing now is that if you should start giving peanuts, small amounts, very small amounts to your child, uh, around six to eight months, like start around there. Oh, this one even says four to six months in her little description. So early on. Yeah. To give her so Oakley's too. In another couple months, I'd give her a little bit of peanuts. Um, so you know she does. Uh so yeah, I, you know, like uh we've got and the whole idea behind that is so that you kind of introduce the 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 food to them so they you know hopefully don't develop the allergy. Cause you know, it's just you know, it's just your body freaking out. When you have an allergy to fruit, that food, that's just your body going, Holy shit, what the hell is this? We gotta attack it. Um, and you don't want your body to do that. Just have an EpiPen handy if you can. My sister, when she tried peanuts with my nephew, uh, they did not expect the allergy and they had to rush to hospital with him. He's fine. He's fine. But, uh, you know, it's one of those scary parenting moments. So, yeah, that's a myth. Uh, You know, a little bit early on. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, except for lots of diseases that cripple you. And we're going on what you have for number eight, Rob. Well, myth number eight happens to be All one that time. you deal with a lot, and that's protein in plants is yeah. incomplete. How many times have you heard that? You got incomplete proteins, complete proteins. If you want a complete protein from plant foods, you have to combine them. Now, there is truth to this in that m- most plants are low in some amino acids because where there's not essential amino acids that we need to get from our diet, we can't make so we need to get those and you know so uh, so some like beans will be low in one amino acid and then rice will be low in a different amino acid so if you eat them both then that makes a more well-rounded amino acid profile 
and then you get the complete protein. But here you go. What's the what's kind of the issue with that? <laughs> I'm ranking. I'm Sorry, ranking. I was reading ahead. I'm ranking. <laughs> I know you. I, I was letting you no, rant while I was reading in. ahead. <laughs> what's the problem with this whole idea? The problem is that plants actually do have all the amino acids, like you said. They um, they may have small amounts here or there, but the other thing is we are not eating one yeah. single thing in isolation. Whenever we look at these things, people are always like, oh, you can't have this because right. if you only ate this, then you would be missing this and this. And it's you're not eating cool. just that. We eat lots of different foods. Even when you're on a vegetarian sure. diet or a plant-based diet or whatever, you are still and eating several different foods. You're going to get the different amino acid profiles just naturally say, eating. Like, this is, you know, for people in like developed countries, there are certain situations of people who are in, in developing countries, maybe their only source of, uh, of protein is wheat. Okay. So like if your only source of protein comes from one plant and it's not, you know, one of the, the quote unquote complete plant proteins, uh, which, you know, like soy and quinoa, I think even like buckwheat, have all, have a more well-rounded amino acid profile. Um, if it's you're just eating wheat, then you might be you might not be getting all the essential amino acids. But also, if you if you eat enough of it, like you will still get all the protein you need because if it's low in a certain amino acid, if you eat enough of it, you'll still get that amino acid. Just you have to eat more. So this is huge myth. I see it all the time. And we're we're also talking to just the right. general populace. Like if you were a bodybuilder, then you need to be a little bit more specific about what you're eating. Um, by all means, you can still get big well, off yeah, of plant proteins. You just have to be making sure that you're getting a right. good mix it's of really, that. It's not super difficult in our modern world, world where we have a bunch of different options. Eat a diverse diet. You're good. Don't worry about it. You're fine. That is eight. Sorry. Seven for eight. Yeah, so we'll say seven for eight. That's, you know, also seven for eight. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, let's see, number nine. Uh, eating soy based foods can increase the risk for breast ca of breast cancer. Uh, yeah, that's something I've definitely seen a lot. And uh, a lot of the soy concerns, I guess I'll say, really come back to like studies in like 90s, early 2000s, where they did a lot of research in like rats. Well, and before that, even a lot of the soy stuff actually dates back to oh, yeah. racism during colonialism. I guess of, uh, China. Yeah, if you go further back, yeah, it's it's the people scared of, of you know uh, Asian cultures, the different and weird. We're all you know humans. We suck. Uh, so you know, yeah. and then that carried over. And then there was research, kind of in like animal studies and vitro, showing that there's potential because plants do have their own form of estrogen, um, phytoestrogens, and so soy is higher in phytoestrogens. You have these isoflavones. People were worried that those would increase the amount of estrogen uh, in, in humans. But later, as you know, we did more research, as we should do. You know, we've seen multiple meta-analyses studies of studies showing that they really not only don't increase your risk for cancer but even have the potential to lower your risk for cancer to fight against cancer yeah because there's two estrogen receptors and the phytoestrogens in soy attach to the other right. receptor and can actually 
help prevent that cancer. So, as well as they also prevent like feminization. People talk about yeah. soy boy and man boobs. Soy, it doesn't yeah, actually have to cause drink that. Gallons. There's case studies of people who drink gallons of soy milk in a day. And again, it goes back to us. Are you only eating this food? It's so, I always find this argument just so dumb. Like, well, if you only ate that, it'd be bad. No shit. Okay. So don't only eat soy. Yeah. Have it as a part of your diet. Eat a serving a day, a couple servings a day, a few servings a day, a few servings a week. Um, and it's, but it's also, I've, I've looked into this. I've listened to other podcasts on this. It's kind of t- t- tough to study soy because in America, we don't eat a lot of soy. So when you have like two groups and one is a low soy consuming diet and one is a high soy, for us, high soy means like twice a week. You know, like our high soy, like our consumption in high and relatively is not high. So if you look at studies in Asia where high is two servings a day, then you really start to see yeah. these um, the risk for cancer of being a you know a lowering um, you know the isoflavones actually found to be beneficial. Um, so yeah, all soy like edamame, tempeh, tofu, miso, soy milk, all these things are great. I like soy milk in my coffee. I like tempeh. I like tofu. I probably ha- eat it like once a day, once every other day. It's great. Don't worry about it. Messing with your testosterone. I'm going to be making tofu uh, yeah, tonight. I prepped some tofu for a video. Yeah, that'll be coming soon. Um, I did for like a meal prep tofu thing. I love it. It's so cheap too. Like it's such a cheap, it's one of the cheapest, you know, sources of protein. Protein, it's like the most expensive macronutrient. So, you know, add some soy in there. It's it's inexpensive. It's versatile. Uh, and it's it's really good. We see a lot. Of, we I'm not getting into the weeds, but like there are, I've, I've seen multiple studies where, you know, if you replace some of the, the animal sources of protein that you eat with plant ones, it can, you know, it's associated with a reduced risk of various different diseases. That's not to say to go vegan. That's not to say to go vegetarian. That's not to say to cut out all the meat. I constantly get that. Just add a few more plant proteins like soy into your diet and it very well could, you know, be health promoting, I guess. I'm going to have to release the video of this rat because everybody's going to hear the thunk of you yeah. hitting your Gosh. hand on the desk. Like Liam is so passionate about this. He's, he's you know, doing Seriously. the hand on the desk thing as he's talking. And you guys are hearing that I thunk in the background. I am about getting people not have to release about the video. soy and stop eating banana Laffy Taffy. If I can just do those two things, I'm happy. That's what I set out to do. <laughs> Get rid of the banana Laffy Taffy, more of the other flavors. And also, don't worry about soy. It's great for you. Just don't go crazy. Obviously, don't go insane. And enjoy it in a healthy diet. (laughs) (laughs) Thunk. And and for my thunk here, the the whole soy thing, the whole soy boy thing, (laughs) as well as MSG and all that, all of that is dates back to racism again like i said with colonialism in asia we need to stop doing that yes stop stop being racist that's pretty much (laughs) that's the (laughs) aim of this episode don't be racist and then people are going to click on go go, what in the world where is this going to go and then they get here and now they're happy we need to do we need to do a hook for this episode with this just us talking about this we're like don't be racist and then people click on it like, oh, finally got there. Boom. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're just we're just gonna end this episode just screaming don't, at each other. Don't be don't racist be while racist. pounding our don't fists be, on the, the desk. Whole song. Um, 
Yes. So that was Excellent. nice. Okay, we got one more. Um, why don't you read the, the last one? Myth number 10. Fundamental nutrition advice keeps changing <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, and because we hear this all the time, like, you know, like, oh, the food pyramid was terrible and, you know, p- the eggs were bad. Now they're good. Then they were bad. Now they're good. And fat was bad. Now it's good. When you really look at it, like, yes, things, obviously things are going to change always. As we do more research and we discover things, things are going to change. And I, I, people see that as a bad thing. And I find that a little strange. We see this all the time, even with like politicians. Oh, he changed his mind. Oh, you mean he learned something and he changed his mind because of what he learned and that's terrible? Got it. Um, it, I, you know, things are going to change as we learn and as we uh, conduct more research. However, 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 just the, the, the table however 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 um, really at the end of the day it's really always has been pretty similar in that we should be eating you know more whole foods more complex carbs more fruits and vegetables more nuts seeds lagoons more lean meats more fatty fish um limiting you know processed foods limiting you know all those high fat high sugar foods um and, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. You take it, Rob. It just seems kind of weird that, like, we think it's, like, changed drastically every year. I don't know. I think it's a little, I think it's a little strange. Yeah, there's the, um, there's a couple of videos regarding, like, how advertising changed how we eat in, like, the 30s and 40s, which... They're talking about how uh, breakfast became a thing and how we started eating grains for breakfast and stuff like that. But you look at a recipe book from the 1900s or earlier, they all had breakfast. They all had grains for breakfast. They had things like pancakes and oatmeal and stuff like that. It hasn't changed. It hasn't actually changed. for a long time, Um, for a long, long before. And I I do get like, you know, obviously like corporations are going to have sway, they're going to have money, they're going to have influence, they're going to have all these things. And yeah, yeah. are they going to try and get their products seen more favorably? Of course they are. Like whatever I sell, I'm not going to be like, yeah, "Yeah, my product sucks. Don't buy it. I'm going to promote the benefits of it. And so I'm trying to see, you know, I'm trying to get to like both sides here. Like I do get it like sugary cereals. You know, having that every day, is that the most optimal? You know, probably not. But, like, they do promote more whole grains, you know, which have been shown to, you know, reduce risk for disease. That comes down to, like, just our our food options and stuff like that have evolved. But the advice behind that, the actual fundamental nutrition advice is still don't eat too much of it. Eat a variety of things. Have plenty of plants in yeah. your diet. I mean, even like stuff even like when it that. came to grains, I, I believe like it's been a while because we haven't had the, a food pyramid since 2011, 2009, somewhere around there. It's been a while since I looked it up. I have no idea because that's your American oh, thing. Yeah, We've got right, the food right. so rainbow. I think around 2010-ish, we got rid of it. People don't even know it's gone. Um, and even when we had it, it was like when you're going to eat grains, eat at least 50% of them, at least 50% from whole grains. And so, you know, like people are like, oh, they're telling us to eat more processed grains. It's like, no, they're encouraging to try and eat more whole grains. And now there's been a pushback against whole grains. And we're getting that we're in the lower carb, higher fat mentality. So, again, it's going to ebb and flow. Now we have the my plate, which I actually kind of like. I like better. Is it perfect? No. But, you know, you have a little plate and it shows you here's your protein, here's your vegetables, here's the little, you know, dairy and all this sort of stuff. 
Um, so I like that a little yeah. bit better. If you haven't looked into it, look up my plate. I think it's it's very helpful to give you a very basic, just like here's how to create a balanced meal. Much easier. Yeah, the foods that we have, the uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Don't be racist. Um, don't be racist. That's the, that's that's the word I'm looking for. It. The it's foods a- that we have. Don't be racist. Um, <laughs> so, the, like the foods that we have, the trends and everything around food, what's popular or not, the uh, what we're fearful of the at the moment, those all change. But the actual yeah. advice is, hasn't really yeah. changed much. I mean, people always ask, like, what's the healthiest diet? Like, I don't think there is a healthiest diet, but all the healthy diets do have things in common. Lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, uh, legumes, you know, like like whole grains, like we were just talking about. Like, they all have those things in yeah. common. So focus around that. And that's pretty much, that has been the advice. Little things will change and people constantly harp on, like, all the eggs and whatnot. Like, yeah. we are still learning. We are still figuring, you know, things out. So advice will change slightly but fundamentals remain the same yeah there's a lot of critique towards uh people saying that the fundamentals don't work all the nutrition advice doesn't work the food pyramid doesn't work etc etc it's like nobody follows them that's why they don't work nobody follows them like everybody's too busy bouncing from this to that (laughs) scared of this Instead of actually just there doing have this been basic where they, stuff that they we try like, to teach. If people actually followed the food pyramid, their health improved. But people didn't follow it. Yep. So, like, how are you going to say it didn't even work yep. if we didn't follow it? Was it perfect? No, but you... It's just... Yeah, it's... Yeah, so many people say that oh. uh, if the food pyramid works, then why are we? Why I, do we have obesity? I don't Nobody get followed that it. reasoning. It's total just nonsense to me. Like, if we had this, why is it still... Not a problem. What? Huh? Because of, because of racism. racism. Again, don't be racist. It's not because that racism. hard, people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I would say that was a myth. So, really, at like this whole list, the, there's only one yeah. I think we really had, the, you know, a problem with, which was the calories uh, yeah, and calories out. And we do kind see. Of... You can right. kind of go either and the way. Milk, like it's a little weird. But, like, you know, out of all these, I as a whole, I'd say it's a, it is a good list. Um, you know, you do agree. We need to kind of yeah. ixnay some of these these myths just to make eating more simple. It's not. It doesn't have to be complicated. No, because everything should be in. Oh, in race. racism. Every, no, everything shouldn't be in racism. Everything should be <laughs> oh, in moderation. Right, sorry. We had one whole and we had racist. one thing we were telling people not to do, and I said, what should be in? And you said, racist. <laughs> you said the opposite of the thing we just yelled at people about. We're never going to get to 20,000 downloads. We're never going to get there. <laughs> Oh my I'm gosh, sorry, my eh? dog is trying to break into my room to yell at you. Um, <laughs> so everything should be in moderation, which is the name of our podcast, which is what I was looking for. And then don't be racist. That's how we were supposed to end it. We kind of fumbled that at the end. But overall, I still say this is a decent episode. Six out of ten. <laughs> don't, be don't be racist. Don't you be racist around me Don't, 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 don't Don't you Be racist around me
Will you stand beside us as equals here, never judging? Our hands are holding, our hopes are holding out, out, out. Had a great time listening to the podcast. You were just—I'm assuming you knew—you were, were just listening to in moderation. So if you go ahead and hit the, the five-star button, is that a thing? Uh, the like that, button—that's a thing. No. Yeah, the like button five on stars. YouTube. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button, not the dislike button. That's a bad button. The bad like button. button. Bad Don't button. touch. Hit Don't also touch hit you. all the other buttons. The share. The, the go, you can go check out all those things. Subscribe. <laughs> go check out our Patreon. Yeah. We have we do have a Patreon. It's free to join if you want, or you could give us money. That'd be really cool. Like a dollar or two. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever you have. That's, that's super, where you'll find super, all the news for this. We're super appreciative. You can find all sorts of other stuff there. We do giveaways. I think sometimes you know sometimes. all that. Gets, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, peace. <laughs> <laughs>